My name is Katie Blummer, and my passion is helping women learn how to put themselves first. I learned all the tools for success on my own 12-year journey that has led me to finally figuring out how to live my best life. My journey included overcoming body image issues and yo-yo dieting, climbing the corporate ladder to a multiple six-figure career, navigating mom guilt through a 60-hour work week, turning around marriage issues, and much more. Now I'm truly living my best life, and I've pretty much become obsessed with teaching others my tried and true methods for creating balance, maintaining healthy habits, improving your relationship, career development, and how to stop tying your value and worth to the way you look and how you serve others. I'm so passionate about helping others learn this that I created the Working Mom Happiness Method to help you get there too. So if you're ready to learn how to live your best life, pull up a chair or put on your walking shoes and get ready to dive in. This is the Working Mom Happiness Method podcast. Hi, and welcome to episode three of the Working Mom Happiness Method podcast. I'm Katie Blummer, and I am excited because today is where we really dive in and have you start defining and writing down your values. So this is one of those episodes of the podcast where to get the most value out of it, you're going to want to be somewhere where you can pause either the, if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening via podcast, just pause either the video or the show and write some things down. So like you're going to want a pen and a paper to do the exercises that we're going to go through today. And that is, so what I'm talking about is if you're full in, if you're going full in to take the whole working mom happiness method program for free via the podcast, you're going to want that pen and paper to do the homework for this week. Now you'll also get benefit if you're not in a position where you can write things down right now to just listening and still pausing when I tell you to, and thinking through the exercise and just making mental notes that's still going to benefit. But if you are totally serious about changing your life and going all in, you're going to want to write these things down for your homework. And just a quick reminder, as always, that if you're taking the working mom happiness method via the podcast, it's going to be a long process because there are 25 videos, 25 instructional videos in the paid version of the program. And I am breaking those down into 20 to 30 minute episodes. And there's one episode per week. So that's going to stretch out over a very long period of time. If you want to do the program faster, or you want the support of a community and a group, or you want access to me, there are a couple of different ways you can take the program um, that are that are paid, and you get that additional accountability and support. And you can go to womensbestlifeuniversity.com and check out those options, but you'll get all the same information here. Um, the homework is a little lighter in this version of the podcast than it is in the paid program, but all of the information I'm going to share is the same. It will just take a little bit longer, but for today, you are going to want to write some things down if you're taking the full program. Okay. All right. So let's just go ahead and jump in because what we're doing today, if um, hopefully you have listened to episode two, which was the values overview, because I explain a lot more about values in there, but the reality is that one of the keys to happiness, and we talked about this in episode one in the introduction, one of the keys to happiness is spending your time in ways that are aligned with your values, right? But in order to do that, you have to first get very serious and deliberate about what your values are. What does a happy life look like for you? And you're going to write it down. And eventually we're going to get to the spot in the program where you start a morning routine and you're going to read them every day. Okay. 
So what you're going to do today are just some exercises where you're going to take notes. And then part of the working mom happiness method is a document called your best life master plan. And I'm going to give you the template for free. You can get that on my website. And the first section of the best life master plan is values. So this is your first official homework where you're going to use these exercises and the notes that you take from them to actually write, to actually fill out that first page of the template and write out your values. So if you want to go get the template for free after the episode to get that started, you can go to womensbestlifeuniversity.com, click on the podcast link across the top and go to episode three. And down below the episode, there will be a link to get the template. It's a Google doc. And you're going to see actually my real template. You're going to see my best life master plan. All the pages are going to be filled out um, as a guide for you, because you're going to use this template, this Google doc, as we go forward through the working mom happiness method. And what you're going to do is delete out my stuff in there and write in your own. And the reason I leave my stuff in there for you is as a guide. So if anything I have there resonates with you and some of the goals that you have in your life, obviously feel free to leave it, but if it doesn't delete it out and write in your own stuff, and it's going to become your best life master plan. So the first page, you'll see a picture of me. Obviously you can put a picture of yourself. You can change up the colors. If you want, you can, you know, make it look however you want. It is your document, but it's just a Google document. So you'll see some instructions on how to use it once you go in there, but I'll just say them here to make sure if you've never used a Google doc, Google docs are free. So the whole thing is free. Hopefully you already have a Google account. If not, you'll have to get one but that is also free. And so you go into my version of the document through the link, and then you have to go up to file and you choose make a copy. And that's what will allow you to edit my version of the document and create your own version for free. Okay. So this is kind of the first step of that document, which is really exciting. All right. So let's jump in. The purpose of today's exercises are to um, get your, basically your brain going on what are your true values? Because remember We don't want to be living values that our parents, our school, our church, TV, media, society, all those things we talked about in the last episode. We don't want to be living those values as an adult that we're no longer aligned with just because we're afraid of disappointing somebody from our childhood. So that's really, really important. Maybe you are still aligned with some of those values. Amazing. Maybe you're not. And that's where we need to question. And these exercises are meant to help kind of flush that out. So you're just taking notes here. Okay. So let's jump into the first exercise. The first exercise is that I want you to envision yourself as a 90 plus year old woman. Okay. So you're old and you're, you're wrinkly and you just look like, you know, the the cutest little old 90 year old lady. Okay. And I want you to pretend that your life turned out exactly the way you wanted it. You had this amazing life that you can look back on and just be so happy and proud of it. Okay. So this is like a really good moment. And when we pause in a minute, you're going to pause either the podcast or the video. If you're watching on YouTube, you're going to pause in just a minute. I'll tell you when to do that. Uh, I want you to write down what you see when you look back at that life. Okay. What do you, what comes up for you that made it the great life that it was? What is your legacy? What, what is your 90 year old self legacy? So let me give you some examples. First of all, I'd like you to envision where are you? Where are you? So when you are this 90 year old woman, where are you? What, what kind of a house are you in? What does it look like? Where's the location? 
Is it, are you in your dream farmhouse on a, on a rocking chair, on a porch, overlooking acres of land? Are you um, on a beach somewhere? You retired to a beach if that's your dream, because remember you you've lived your dream life, right? That's this, is that's the vision, whatever your dream life is, you've lived it and you're in your nineties. Um, and, and maybe your dreams don't involve a special kind of house or place. So maybe you're just sitting in the home you live now and it's decorated the way you want it or, you know, something like that. Obviously I, it's your values. You get to decide what they are, but I'm just giving you an idea. So I want you to write down, where am I? Where, because that's going to help with your long-term vision, which we're going to get to when we start to talk about goals. But so you're going to save these notes as you go through the program. So keep these notes somewhere that you can save. Um, where are you? I want you to think about when you look back at your legacy that you're proud of and that you're happy with, what does that involve? Is it, did you have this like amazing career where you were the CEO of a company or did you, do you see lots and lots of children and and grandkids that you're super close to you and they live near you? Um, Do you see you, you helped and changed people's lives in some way. Like, and and I'm not saying any of those things need to be in your vision. I'm just giving you examples. Maybe you could care less about what your career was and it doesn't even come up for you. Right. But what comes up for you when you look back on that life? So I want you to just take, like, take a good, like 10 minutes and just like jot down. Well, just first, a lot of things will come up and just scribble them down. But then even as it gets a little slower, just kind of really dig and be like, what would be really cool? So really visualize it, close your eyes, visualize that that's what you look like. And you're looking back on your life and what comes up for you and write it down. Okay. That's the first exercise. So I'm going to ask you to go ahead and pause the video right now. And then when you're done, just come back and click play again on, on either the podcast or the video, however you're watching or listening to this. Okay. So go ahead and do that now. Okay. So welcome back. Now you're back. You've paused and you've come back. Uh, So hopefully now you have had a lot of deep thoughts on what that awesome life that you're proud of would look like as your 90 year old self. And you've got a good list going there. So great job. Now we're going to move into the next exercise. Now, the next exercise gets a little bit more emotional. So I want you to be prepared that if you're in an, in an area where you can go deep here right now and really get serious and think about it, it might be emotional. So just kind of depending on where you are, or if you have to go to a meeting right after this, right, you might want to be mindful of that. And, and here's the other thing. It may not be super emotional for you, but for some people it is um, just depending on what you've been through and experienced in your life, this could trigger you know some deep emotions. So just be prepared for that. Um, but it's good because it's going to help you get down to what are your true values, meaning how do you want to live your life and spend your time. Okay. So the next exercise, you're going to do the same thing. I'm going to tell you about it. And then you're going to pause it. You're going to write some things down and then you're going to come back. This one is one year to live. So you are assuming that for whatever reason you guaranteed, you only have one year left of your life. And I want you to assume that you are healthy, like meaning you are capable, you're physically capable of doing whatever you want to do. So you're not sick. You're not, um, you know, bedridden. You are capable to do whatever you want to do in this last year to live, but it's the last year that you have. What are the things that you would do in that year? What would you make sure to do? And what are the things you would stop doing in that year? What would you not care about? Okay. Okay. And let me just give some examples to kind of get your juices flowing, right? So a lot of things that come up from women who have taken the program are in the year, uh, the things they would do are like um, 
specific and particular vacations or places in the world they want to visit. And a lot of them that is to go with their family. They enjoy, you know, having experiences with their family. That's one thing that comes up. Um, another thing that comes up is I would tell the people who I love how I feel about them. Right. Or I would leave letters for my kids or, you know, for different milestones in their life, things like that. Um, I mean, there's a whole range and spectrum of things that people say that they, that they would do, but those are just kind of like some of the bigger examples. So maybe those resonate with you. Maybe they don't, but, um, like I said, in the last exercise, just rattle off all the things that you would do in your last year. And for some people, those may come quickly. And for some, they may come a little bit slower, but give yourself time and really, really think about it. And I don't want you to have any guilt. If that equals, I would watch so much reality TV because I I would do that. I love reality TV, or I would eat all the most delicious foods, like no guilt. This is like what you would do and what feels good to you. And so those two things I know would be on my list, but some people might judge that. Right. So this is no judgment, exactly what you would want to do in that last year. Um, And then when it comes to what would you stop doing, right? For some people, they would stop doing their job. Not by the way, that doesn't mean you hate your job. You might hate your job. You might not. For some people, uh, this is more rare. They would continue doing their same job, right? Um, But that kind of varies. A lot of people say I would stop dieting or focusing on weight loss, right? So see if that comes up for you. A lot of people would stop cleaning their house, but some people wouldn't. Some people really like genuinely, genuinely enjoy that process. Uh, so these are kind of just examples to get your juices flowing, but you're going to write down two lists, what you would definitely do in that last year and what you would definitely stop doing in that last year. Okay. And if you get emotional, um, let it out. It's, you got to feel it to heal it. So let out the emotions that come up. If that this is an emotional thing for you, which I would totally understand, Um, but go deep and give yourself a good, a decent amount of time to try to get, you know, as many things sort of out of there as you can. Okay. So go ahead and take some time to do that and pause the video. And then when you're done, come back. So go ahead and pause now. Okay. Welcome back. I I love that. I was just like awkwardly sitting there for a minute while you paused, but, um, If you got very emotional, I hope you're doing okay. And I hope you were able to kind of let out some feelings and get deep on what is important to you. And so the purpose of these two lists is that when you write down your values, I want you to be mindful of these two lists. It doesn't mean that if you said, um, I would definitely quit my job and travel the world. It doesn't mean you have to do that to be happy in your life. Okay. That's not what we're talking about. You don't have to make some terrifying, huge life change. You may discover by the end of this program that you do need to make a scary, huge life change. And and that's okay too, but it's not required for happiness. Um, Well, in some cases it is actually, if you are in a horrible relationship um, that's never going to change, that might be required to leave that relationship for your happiness. So sometimes it is, but for most people it isn't. So don't get too scared. What I want you to do, if, if, if it came up for you that I would quit my job and travel the world in, in your experience of writing this down in your values, I definitely want you to have something related to, um, like you value travel and experiences or, or something like that, right. Travel experiences it, And it, but it doesn't mean you have to say, I value not working, if that makes sense. So I want this to influence your values. It's also going to influence your goals, which we do in the next module. So I want you to keep this list. 
but really pay close attention to what came up because these are the things you truly value. And these are the ways in which you really want to spend your time and make a priority. So you're going to start to figure out ways you can bring more of these things into your life in real life without totally changing your life. And you're going to figure out what things do I spend a lot of time and energy on now that were on the list that I was going to stop doing and which ones of those can I stop doing, do less, ask for help on or pay for help on because you are worth it. One common example that comes up there is cleaning. Okay. So especially for, for, um, valuing your health, like healthy habits, because I can tell you your health is more important than having a clean house. I don't care who you are or how much you appreciate a clean house. Cause some people genuinely just need a clean space and they love that your health is more important than that. And I, I do totally recognize that being able to pay to have someone clean your house is a privilege, like 100%. And I do totally recognize not everyone can actually afford that. But for the majority of the women who I've worked with, they actually can afford it. They just have a feeling of, oh, how, how would I ever spend that amount of money when I can just do it myself? I should just do it myself. It's actually a value and a worth thing, not valuing yourself enough to be willing to spend that money or to stand up to your partner or spouse who doesn't think you should spend that money and, and to do it anyway, or, um, you know, have a serious conversation with them about that. And if your spouse is a male, (laughs) I have a whole section later on how to speak dude, because it is genuinely a different language. Um, so we'll get into that later, but this is about valuing yourself enough to, stop doing some of those things that you put on your list. And and some of them, you may not be able to completely stop. That may not be realistic in your life, but what can you do less of or ask for help or pay for help? Okay. So that's going to be really important. And we're going to get more into that later in the program, but this is just how I want you to think about it right now. Okay. So save that list because you're going to use it when you write your values in all the ways I just described. All right. So for the next exercise, you don't have to um, write anything down for this. If you don't want, you can, if you are a note taker, I mean, really throughout the whole program, the the more you take notes, the more things stick in your brain. So it is beneficial um, to jot notes, but I get on a podcast, a lot of times you're driving or you're out walking or or running or or exercising or whatever. Um, It's fine if you don't take notes on this or, or throughout the program, but if you can, it will help. So it's totally your call on this one, but this is just more of a visual exercise that I want you to do. And this is related more to your own worth and value. So this is shifting away from what do you value? How do you value spending your time, right? And shifting into your worth and your value. So that other definition of value that we we went over in the last episode. And for this one, um, it is helpful if you can close your eyes to really visualize, but obviously if you're driving, don't do that. Um, or, or if you're in a space that that doesn't feel comfortable, it's fine. Uh, but what I want you to do is I want you to visualize, and and this one, you don't have to um, pause. Okay. We're just going to do this one together. I want you to visualize a woman you love. So, and I, I want it to be an adult woman. So not a child. So any woman who you really love and value and care about seriously in your life could be a mother, a sister, a, a really great friend, a mentor, a teacher, a colleague, just somebody who you really, really do deeply love though. And you value having them in your life. Okay. So, so you've got your person and I want you to just close your eyes. If you're in a place, you can do that and visualize the person. Okay. And now I want you to visualize 
that that person has gained a significant amount of weight. Okay. So, so significant enough that you can see it, it's really obvious. Okay. So whatever that looks like on, on that person's body, they've gained a significant amount of weight. So now you're visualizing them and they look different. They have more weight in their face and more weight in their body, right? They look different. How do you now feel about that person? Do you feel any differently about them? Meaning, do you love them any less? Do you value them any less? And will your relationship with them change at all? Will the love and value and support and caring and benefit in your relationship, will it change at all now given that they weigh more and they look different? Okay. Now I'm guessing that if you really get deep and you really think about that, the answer is no, right? And, and honestly, you probably don't even have to get that deep to, to know, like immediately the answer is no, of course, you love that person. You value that person. Your love and worth and value for that person has absolutely nothing to do with the way that they look or how much they weigh, right? Now, here's the thing. If they were having um, you know, some kind of health issue or stress issue or something that had caused them medication that had caused them to gain weight, you might have concern for how they're doing in their well-being, right? But but you don't, it doesn't change how you feel about them, right? And your love for them and how they bring value to your life. Well, I think you probably know where I'm going with this, but I, I want you to get deep here because there are two, two ways I want you to see this. Number one, that's how your people feel about you. Okay. The people in your life who value you and love you and care about you, they don't, they don't feel that way about you because of your weight or the way your body looks or the way your skin looks or the way your hair looks. They don't. Your value to them is because you are you. It, it has nothing to do with what you look like or how much you weigh. Okay. Uh, but we worry about that, right? We really do because society has trained us as girls and women to place so much of our value on our weight and the way that we look. And you know how I feel about it because I've talked about it already in the first two podcasts, but it has to change. It has to change because our value has absolutely nothing to do with those things. Um, But we have to believe that it starts with us really believing that. And that's hard because society has brainwashed us that it has programmed our subconscious mind to link our value and worth there because the diet and fitness industry and the beauty industry make hundreds of billions of dollars a year off of us linking our value to the way we look. Okay. And I'm not saying that doesn't mean you can't care about you know, having your hair done or your makeup nice or, or whatever, that's, that's fine. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a later episode, but your value and your worth has nothing to do with it. So the way you feel about this woman you love, that's the way your people feel about you. Now, the second point I want to make as it relates to this is you have to start feeling that way about yourself, right? Because we are so mean to ourselves when we gain weight. Like think of the the words we use to describe ourselves when you catch yourself in the mirror or in a store window unexpectedly, and you've hit it at an angle that makes you look larger. And think of the words we use. Think how mean we are to ourselves in our own minds, right? It's just something that absolutely has to change. So, So you need to love and value yourself as much as you love and value the woman you just pictured, regardless of what your body looks like or what you look like. And I know that is very hard and scary because for me, way back when I started this journey 11 years ago, I thought if I did that, if I truly accepted and loved and valued myself exactly as I was, that I would gain 300 pounds and die of a heart attack. 
I really thought that's what would happen. I really did believe that. And it took a lot of therapy for me to trust the process and really start to love and value who I am, regardless of how I look. But I'm telling you, once you get there, it's, it is completely life-changing, but I do realize it's a scary thing. And I promise you that if you can work on it and learn to love and value yourself and speak nicer to yourself and be nicer to yourself, regardless of how you look, it's going to lead to you being more successful at healthy habits. It's going to lead to you being healthier than being in this state where you can't value yourself if you gain weight. Okay. So that's really, really hugely important. We're going to talk a lot about it throughout the program, but this is just kind of setting the stage for that. So, so that's why I love that exercise. Now I want to do the same exercise, but I want to do it in a different way. I want you to picture your same woman and it, you can picture her with the weight gain or without, because it doesn't matter. Now we know we love or value her the same way. So you can, you, if you want, you can just picture her how she is now, but the change now that I want you to picture is she can't do anything for anyone else. She can't do anything. She is in her bed. She is stuck in her bed on bed rest. And she, all she can do, she is mentally coherent. She can speak to you. You can sit with her. You can talk to her. You can talk to her on the phone, whatever, but she can't do anything for herself or for others. She cannot get out of that bed. Okay. She can't do anything. Does the way you feel about her change? I mean, of course you're going to be worried for her health and the fact that she, you know, is probably not so happy sitting in that bed, but do you love her any less? Do you care about her any less? And and especially those of you who have cared for a loved one who is in this state, right? You might not even have to be visualizing it. You may have experienced it. And the reality is that person is still the same person to you that they've always been. You know, if it's your mother, she's always been, she is your mother and she's always been your mother. And just because she can't do all the things doesn't change how much you love her or the impact you had on her life or how special of a person she is to you. And the purpose of this exercise, because I know when you visualize that, I know you feel you love that person just as much as you did before. It hasn't changed, right? Just because they can't do things for you or for others. And it's the same purpose of the exercise is to realize that's how our people feel about us. And here we are because society has taught us to place a lot of our worth as women and especially as mothers to all to base our worth on the things that we do for everyone around us the ways we serve others and help others. That's what society has taught girls and women. And it has to change. It does. It has to change. And and here's the thing. I'm not saying service is bad. Service is a good thing. But when you are overwhelmed and exhausted and burned out every single day, you got to stop serving others and serve yourself. And then once you get good at valuing yourself enough to serve yourself, then you can go back into service because service is a, it has a lot of mental health benefits as well, but we, we are too much into service at this point. If, you know, if you are exhausted and overwhelmed and um, you're struggling to create balance in your life and be happy, you're serving everyone and that, and that needs to stop. And those people are still going to love you. Now, if you'd, let's say you do a lot for your spouse, initially your spouse is going to get grumpy. <laughs> If you stop doing things for them, they're going to get a little grumpy and it might seem like maybe they don't love you as much, but the truth is they do. And the crazy and ironic thing is if your spouse is a man, when we stop mothering and doing all the things for men, it actually draws them in towards us. Okay. So we're going to talk a lot more about that later in the program, but it is time to serve yourself and believe that even though they might act a little grumpy, the people around you are, they do love you regardless of whether or not you serve them and do all the things for them. Okay. And same as the last thing, 
you have to believe this about yourself and you have to be nice and loving and caring to yourself even on the days where you just take care of you and it feels selfish. And we're going to work on creating a more positive connotation with being selfish and taking care of yourself. Okay. Um, We're going to work on that as we go throughout the program, but you are allowed to love yourself even when you're not doing anything else forever for others. And you should love yourself even when you're not doing everything else for others. And it's okay. And really starting to believe that is going to help a lot with guilt, with mom guilt or any other guilt we get from saying no. And this is all going to help us to achieve our goals by sticking to our boundaries. So this mindset shift is, is huge. So start noodling on this and really think about it this week. Okay. And think about it as you write your values, because in your values, you're also going to write a personal valuables, uh, sorry, a personal valuable. I can't, I cannot say this a personal value statement. (laughs) Sorry. I don't know why that was such a tongue twister. You're going to write a personal value statement and you'll see mine at the top. Then you can take my lead there. But the top part of the document that you're going to complete after listening to this, you're going to go to Women's Best Life University, click on podcasts, find episode three. And on that web page there, you're going to see a link to the, the Best Life Master Plan document, the values. So you're going to see my values filled in. You're going to choose file, make a copy, and that'll take you to a new Google document. And you're going to see though, in mine, I have my value statement and then I have my values and they're listed in priority order. Okay. So you're going to list your values in priority order. And let's talk about this for a minute, because this is important. Um, You are so valuable and you are worth putting yourself number one priority on your list of values. Okay. So it's a requirement. That is a requirement. When you take the working mom happiness method in my course, I require you to put yourself on the top of your values list in priority order. Okay. So what you're going to see there, you're going to see my values in priority order. Okay. And you get to choose, you get to choose the priority of your values, except you have to put yourself on top. And I do make one exception to that. Okay. If you are religious you are allowed to put um, God or whatever spirituality you believe in. If, if you believe that you, in the religion that you live, that God should always be first, that's fine. That is perfectly acceptable. You can do that. Um, the only area that will start to get tricky is if you are giving too much of yourself to your church, because I do know certain churches have um, church roles or church callings that are volunteer-based that can be so demanding that you can be trying to juggle too much at once. And it is actually okay to set boundaries in that area as well. Um, So I just want you to watch that bit. So I'm not saying put church service above all else. I'm saying if you, if you need to put God or your spirituality or whatever above, that is okay. Um, But you come next before your family. Yep. You come before your children and before your spouse Um, and then you get to decide the order. But one thing I want you to be mindful of is that these values, as we go through the program and as you go over time, they can change over time. And there's nothing wrong with the values changing because that's normal throughout our lives and the order, the priority order of the values changing. And the most, uh, common example that I like to give on this one is your career, because as women, we tend to have a lot of guilt about putting our career over our family. And I want to give you permission to do that. It is perfectly acceptable and okay to put your career above your family in your list of values. And men do this their entire lives. 
And most men don't have a lot of guilt about it because society taught them that that's what they should do. But society taught us that we should take care of our children above a career. And that's just basically BS that society created. So you get to have your own personal beliefs and values about how you feel about that. And it is perfectly acceptable to have your career above your family. Um, And it's okay to flip-flop those at different times in your life. The other thing I want you to think about is if you are a person who it is really, really important to have your space clean and organized before you can focus and do other things, I really want you to put cleaning way high on the list. So maybe it's second after yourself, maybe cleaning comes second, because if you struggle to have quality time with your kids, if your house is a mess, you need to do the cleaning then before you can have the quality time with your kids. So that's a smart prioritization. It doesn't mean you love your house clean more than your children. It doesn't mean that. It's just you're honoring the way in which you best function, right? Okay. And like we talked about in the last episode, you want to make sure you you love your house clean for the right reasons. If it's based in fear of judgment from others, we need to work on letting that go, right? But if truly you need it organized and it has nothing to do with others, that's totally fine and, and mentally healthy. And you can go ahead and do that. But so you're gonna you're gonna create this document and the top is gonna have your personal value statement. You can take my lead there. You'll see what I did there to, about your own value and your own worth and what it is based in and what it is not based in. And then the bottom half is your values listed in priority order. And you're gonna take those values from these exercises that you did today. And then you might have a couple of other things you you want to add in that maybe didn't come up for those, but you're going to list them in priority order on that document. Okay. So that is this week's assignment. So there's one podcast episode per week. So if you're following the program here, you want to get that done before next week's episode uh, releases. And you don't have to, I mean, obviously you can do it at your own pace. I'm just saying like, that's the way that's going to get you, um, keep you going the fastest on the program. So it's up to you. As always, thank you so much for listening. Um, I am so excited about using these uh, this method and what I teach here to hopefully change the world. So if you benefited from this, please go leave a review on the podcast. It helps more people see it. The more reviews I get, the more subscriptions and follows on the podcast will help more people see it. And if you know anyone in your life who might benefit, please spread the word and have them come and listen. Okay, thank you so much. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Working Mom Happiness Method. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share it with others who might benefit from listening. For show notes or to enroll in the Working Mom Happiness Method coaching courses, visit www.womensbestlifeuniversity.com.